Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Speaking of Green. I am your hostess, Beth Bond, coming to you live from Decatur, Georgia. And this morning, we're going to have a more sort of technical conversation with my friend, Sam Hilly of Roof Tech. Um, Sam, we are so glad to have you on board with us today. Please tell us a little bit about how you got involved in solar. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me, Beth. I appreciate it. Good to be with you. Um, my story in solar... Uh, it's, I basically beat on a contractor's door until they hired me in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, my background previously before that was in civil construction sales, uh, precast uh, drainage boxes and sewer manholes, that kind of thing. I did that all over Mississippi and Louisiana uh, before I got into solar. And um, Anyway, when the real estate market dried up, uh, that industry dried up as well. So I had to be thinking more uh, futuristic as far as where I wanted to take my career and after doing some research, I went to Compass Solar Energy in Pensacola and beat on their door until they hired me. That's awesome. My brother is down in that area. And, of course, for those of us who are paying attention to solar in the southeast, we know that Florida is a little bit behind other states, just a little. So um, I know that you came to Atlanta after that, and now you're working with Roof Tech. And tell us a little bit about Roof Tech because you all have got a really cool technology. Yeah, we uh, we manufacture a uh, railless mounting solution. Um, it has integrated uh, flashing. It's a butyl, high-grade butyl rubber flashing that we use to uh, seal up shingle roofs. And, um, yeah, the, the thing that makes it so great is it's just so easy for uh, contractors to adopt. I mean, part of my uh, job is uh, field installation training. And uh, it, it never fails when I get up, uh, you know, on the roof with a contractor. They just they look at me like, this is it. This is all I got to do. There's no digging around looking for rafters and pulling up shingles. And I just stick it and go. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really important. So let's delve a little deeper into the fact that you don't have to look rafters. So traditional sort of railing that goes up on a residential rooftop is they have to put this – you know, I'm a girl. I'm going to mess this up. But they have to find the rafters to screw it in. But your product, like you said, you don't have to do that. Tell us why you don't have to do it. Well, we've uh, our, our our engineering team has pretty much put this product through the ringer as far as testing goes. Uh, done a lot of uh, wind tunnel testing, uh, rain, that kind of thing. Um, you know, we are uh, UL certified. Um, have a uh, several letters from uh, major roofing companies that uh, say we do not void their warranty. Um, but the, uh, the main, the main uh, advantage is speed. Um, you know, typically how I teach uh, contractors I work with to do it is uh, one guy sticks the mounts down, another guy comes behind them and, uh, and screws them in. You can go uh, straight to decking and get 130-mile-an-hour wind load, um, so that greatly speeds up installation as well. Wow. And the other thing is, is aesthetically, right, for people, because I, I, think, I think for those of us who might be, you know, sustainability geeks, just get it up on the roof, not necessarily, you know, aesthetically, but a lot of people have aesthetic issues. And so this actually is an aesthetically more pleasing product than all the railing. Correct. Um, you know, traditionally, uh, you know, a contractor would take all that time and, um, you know, find the rafters, install the rail. But uh, that doesn't necessarily 
work in you know some situations our product works well when there's like a uh, a dormer or uh, something like that you know a place where you can't uh, you know fit a a sticker rail into um aesthetically um it's very low profile um we actually have a uh, a skirt uh, an optional like uh, we call it an eaves cover or a skirt that goes on the front of the array to kind of close it off and make it sort of a uh, contiguous block and that's uh, probably the number one thing i get from uh, homeowners that uh that I uh, work with, and they just say it's a really nice, clean-looking installation. Well, and speed counts too, right? So when when installation is going up, it really helps contractors to be able to do something that makes it faster, right? Right, because you're saving main hours. So, is do y'all have a percentage of what you can say? Like we are X faster because of um, our product. Well, I'll, I'll give you a, uh, a metric that was provided for us by one of our uh, uh, high-volume contractors in El Paso, Texas first, and then I'll give you a personal experience. Um, so Border Solar in El Paso, they, uh, they are tied in with a, uh, a track home builder and uh, started using our product about uh, two years ago. And um, they uh, gave us a metric of about uh, half the installation time. So they said uh, putting in a traditional rail system, um, would take them about two hours. It takes them about forty minutes with our product. Wow! Wow! And so that's uh, like when I started working, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just saying that's over fifty percent savings in time. Um, yeah, and um, on a personal uh, note, here uh, here in town, um, I started working with uh, Creative Solar about a year ago, and their first installation was on a home in Marietta, and. Um, Got to the job site at about 7.30 with them. It was a uh, two-man crew, and uh, they had one of their head engineers there just to kind of, you know, watch and help out a little bit as well. But uh, we got to the job site at about 7.30. We had everything assembled on the ground by around 9, had mounts installed by uh, a little after 10.30, I believe. Uh, and if rain hadn't come through, we probably would have had uh, panels installed, you know, before lunch. Wow. So I think that's one of the I, – I, I'm starting to repeat myself, but I don't think I've said it on the show before. One of the things about solar is, is people still don't know what to expect, right? They, mm-hmm. You can watch hours of HGTV and, you know, watch Fixer Upper and Property Brothers and all those great shows. And so if you're going to do a, re, a renovation on your home, you've got an idea of, you know, I'm going to have to deal with a plumber or I'm going to deal with an electrician. But no one really understands solar. So the fact that solar can go up that fast, because I think people do have a lot of anxiety sort of dealing with um, contractors, like, you know, they're just they're just waiting for a wall to be knocked down and, oh, my gosh, we've got knob and tube wiring. But with solar, you know, those, those really aren't um, typical issues, right? No, um, you know, a lot, it's, a lot of the solar business is education. You know, it's just being very thorough in how you present everything. Um, the first question I always used to get in my contracting days when we would do home shows is, what's it going to do to my roof? And that's why I try to play a, uh, you know, an integral part in support for the contractors that I work with. Um, you know, I invite them to have homeowners call me directly, and I'll provide them with any, uh, any information they need to uh, put their mind at ease as far as uh, you know, our product is not going to uh, make their roof leak. It's going to seal 100%. Well, and I think that's the other thing that I love about your product is is because because am I right? I mean, on commercial solar, a lot of times they don't even have to drill anymore. They they use ballast, but 
in re- residential, there's you cannot avoid it. You're going to be putting holes in the roof, and that really makes people nervous, as as well it should. But the thing that I love about y'all's product is is that butyl rubber actually creates a self sealing screw. Is that correct? It does. Um, you know, to give you a little um, uh, kind of a success story from uh, the past hurricane that uh, hit the coast of Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina. Um, yeah, we are, uh, we're batting a 1,000, no leaks, and we uh, have close to a megawatt of residential installed in, uh, in those three states, uh, you know, in coastal areas. Wow. That's a megawatt just along the coast or total? Uh, well, throughout South, throughout South Carolina, but mostly, you know, Columbia, Columbia over to Charleston, and then uh, some of the Carolina coast and some in Savannah and on, on down to Brunswick as well. Awesome. That is really awesome. So um, so clearly with a megawatt installed, because the average, this is what I have learned through Solarized Catered Cab, the average home installation is about 7K. So you divide mm-hmm. 7,000 into 1 million, and then you all can figure out how many installations that is. I'm from Alabama. I don't do math. So um, it, you know, uh, it's, it's just another uh, testament to the speed, you know. Right, right, exactly. I mean, that that is a really great point. So um, you, um, of course, were not a direct participant. But we, I say we, you know, um, on Solarized Decatur Cab, y'all uh, were the mount chosen by Creative Solar. And I think we're up to 70 contracts now, and I think up to 50 installations. Um, what is What are your, your sort of stories in regards to, what you've learned through the the solarize process and like how, how does it assist or what you know what makes what makes a solarize program sort of help you in your job well again uh, you know it goes it all goes back to you know educating the homeowner uh you know Russell Pfeiffer at uh Creative Solar is really good about uh you know doing events and being very thorough and and letting people know you know as 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 close as he could get as far as the, uh, you know, projected um, ROI and things like that. And, um, you know, it's just, it's all about, it's all about education with the Solarize programs. Um, there's a couple that I've worked with up in uh, Connecticut um, that are, that are similar to the ones uh, here in the Southeast uh, that have come online. You know, it's all uh, city-based and, uh, you know, a crowdfunding, crowdfunding source, and uh, it's been very successful up there as well. Yeah, so I'm sort of of the mind that solarized programs, at least for the southeast, are probably going to be the best way to sort of do residential because it takes away the guesswork. I mean, well, first of all, it has to be a transparent solarized program, which I am honored to say that that's what I've been working on is transparent solarized programs but that you know when the installer is there to answer questions and you know we talk about like in SDDK you know we talk about the number of contracts and you know transparency and pricing and I, I listened to some home homeowners around the issue in regards to like talking to other salesmen and it just sort of feels used car salesmen you know like they'll just basically say anything to get solar on the roof. And that just makes me so sad because it misses the true power of the story of what solar can do, not only for your own home, but for the community. Absolutely. Um, you know, as far as, uh, as far as the support aspect of my job, 
Um, you know, I love I love doing events with contractors that I work with, where we're speaking directly to the homeowner and, and putting their mind at ease. I mean, that uh, is one of the things that I just truly enjoy. Is um, you know, and and even going back to my contracting days, um, you know, being at someone's uh, you know, being at someone's kitchen table, or uh, you know, being in a boardroom if it was a commercial project, and you know, absolutely just seeing the light go off in their head when they when they get it. You know, that's that, that's the major part of. Uh, why I enjoy the industry. And, you know, you're doing good for the earth at the same time. Right. Well, and I was, um, I have, I'm going to do a blog post on like common myths because uh, I've been teaching, which I've mentioned several times on the radio show all over uh, Georgia now. And it's amazing to me what people think about solar. Like I was at uh, an event and they were saying, well, you know, if we do solar, then we're going to lose all our farmland. I'm like, where did y'all get that? <laughs> that's like crazy. There's, there's, you know? some serious, <laughs> there's some serious mess out there, that's for sure. Right, and then someone said, well, you know, you've got to make the panels. And I'm like, yeah, but you make the panels one time and there's no waste after that. Unlike blowing up mountains to get coal, where even after you blow up the mountains, you've got the waste from, you know, that process. And then after you burn it, then you've got to deal with the coal ash. So I think it's very interesting. I'm curious, do you have, like, your favorite sort of myth about solar? Um. Uh, probably the cost aspect, the people who still think it's, uh, you know, it's too expensive. I mean, just since I've been in the industry, uh, you know, the cost has come down, uh, quite, you know, close to 80%. And um, now I'll give you a, a metric. Uh, um, the first system I ever sold was uh, on a, um, a vacation home in Destin, Florida. It was, uh, you know, standard 5KW system. And um, anyway, that system at the time cost a little over $50,000. And, uh that same system today is about uh, sixteen thousand dollars, give or take. Wow, that's significant. I Very. Mean, um, I mean, so yeah, going when, from luxury when, car I'm, to like fit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, killing the myth that uh, that, it's, that it's too expensive and you know the average Joe can't afford it. Uh, there's also you know been several new financing mechanisms such as uh, the solarized programs that have come online to drive that cost down even further. Uh, my former boss at uh, Radiant Solar, James Marlowe, who uh, affectionately called the Solar Jedi of Georgia, um, <laughs> he, uh, he said it best. Um, it's, like, it's like flat screen TVs and cell phones. Uh, the technology has continued to get better. The efficiency has continued to get better, and the cost has continued to come down. And, you know, people like me and you who uh, – we love this uh, love this industry. Um, you know, we're a big part of that because we're out there educating people and you know, killing the myths. Right. I love that about James. The next time I see him, I'm going to say, "Hey, Solar Jedi." I love it. Um, so, <laughs> the other thing I think you've probably seen then since you've started is, I mean, even though we're not, I don't, I don't think we have reached a zenith in regards to, you know, like. We we still have a long way to go, but the 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 growth has been sort of phenomenal, and it and it and it and it went from like a drip to like you know at least the faucets are running. Where do you think our biggest challenges still lie in regards to getting people to adopt solar? Well, um, I think people want to adopt it. I mean, it's uh you know it's a bipartisan issue. No matter what side of the aisle you stand on, it's uh, you know it's a good deal. Um, so just, uh, I would say, um, 
you know, there's there's still some people in the industry that are, uh, you know, anti-utility. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm of the opinion that, you know, you you need to work with the utility and have a, you know, clean clean line of communication. Georgia Power is really good about that. So are a lot of the other EMCs uh, throughout Georgia, and and of course South Carolina has become, uh, you know, a, a a big solar state here in the last couple of years with programs they've put uh, put in and. Um, yeah, just uh, continue to uh, to work with utilities and you know help them improve uh, you know their power distribution with the addition of uh, solar, whether it be on a large scale uh, or a, a smaller residential scale. Well, and and ironically, um, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate Georgia Power. We had a tree go down in the neighborhood, and I'm not in uh, my home office where I normally record these. I'm at my church because we don't have any electricity. So trust me, this morning in particular, I love Georgia Power. They're awesome. And we're loving those so, guys right now. <laughs> right, exactly. So, and, you know, I, I, I have deep respect for utilities, and, and they have driven the economy of the Western world for the last 100 years. However, we are in a time of change, and in that change, you know, things need to be renegotiated and and, and reconfigured and and looked at differently. And and Georgia Power does have an excellent reputation, along with Duke and some of the other uh, major utilities, in regards to you know interconnecting and getting people online and things like that. Do you? Do you have anything in your great ball system in regards to how consumers and utilities and solar companies can make adoption faster? Um, just continue to, you know, put one foot in front of the other. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, things are changing. Um, utilities are, you know, realizing that they need to, up to update their distribution networks and, um, yeah, just just uh, just keep pushing, and um, everything will all work out in the end. Because uh, as I mentioned, people are overwhelmingly you know in support of uh, of adopting solar power across the board. Um, some of the uh, you know some of the states up in New England that I work in, particularly Massachusetts, um, you know I would like to see all utilities be as solar friendly as uh, some of the utilities up there. I mean, we uh, a good bit of my my business and contractors I work with are up that way, and I, I love going to Boston and having some clam chowder. Back the car. Well, and I, that is sort of that's sort of an interesting statement, right? If you think about it, because well, wait a minute, you know, the second best place for solar is in the southeast. So it's sort of fascinating that your your biggest market is in the northeast, which you know people would think, you know, less daylight, less hours of production. Uh, clearly, government. And uh, legislation is more progressive up there. But the other thing I think that they have up there that we don't and we're blessed to have is um, they have higher utility rates. So there's more of a financial impetus to get more solar up there. Yes, there is. So um, to, do you do you think that the the rapidity of solar installations up there? I mean, I know it's you, you're saying it's a little bit. Is it is it is it how much faster is it in the northeast than it is in the southeast? Well, uh, you know, particular with it's there's a couple of factors there. Um, particularly with our product, uh, let's take New Jersey for example. Um, in New Jersey, previously and and still to this day, actually, the inspection process uh, goes like this. Uh, you know, a contractor will put up the rail and then have to wait for an inspector to come out and inspect that portion of it. 
and then continue the job after they pass that inspection. And then when they finish the project, the inspector will come back again and inspect that part of it. Um, so if they move to a railless product, which a lot of uh, contractors up there have, um, they skip that one part of the, the inspection and can, you know, knock out two jobs in a day most of the time. Why, why, why would they have to inspect the rail? Um, it has to do with uh, electric, electrical bonding, and um, yeah, that's just it's just part of their code. Okay, I don't I don't even know what electrical bonding is, so we're just going to go <laughs> straight to the next question. <laughs> I know that with SDDK we had so one of the challenges with um, you know we knew coming into a metro market that we were going to have um, challenges in regards to to zoning in a unique way that hasn't been seen in other locations because it was Tybee and Savannah and that was our Chatham County, you know, and it was Athens. But we in in Cab Decatur ended up, you know, with dealing with a bunch we I mean, we sort of knew but we thought things were in place. And I know in Atlanta they have a two part inspection process too, where they come out at at one point in the middle of the process and then you have to and you have to wait for them to show up. And those kinds of expenses and, you know, it costs man hours and it slows things. Do you see us moving to a more streamlined solar permitting process, or do you think it's still just going to be this sort of like some places it's easier and some places it's not? Well, uh, that that is the goal. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, contractors I work with up in the Northeast have uh, – you know, disclosed to me that it was a work in progress with them for a long time, you know, even with, uh, you know, a more progressive utility up there. But, uh, you know, just dealing with your local jurisdictions and, and all that, it just, uh, it's like anything else. Just got to, just got to keep moving forward and, uh, you know, learn from, learn from past, uh, past installations and figure out how to do it uh, quicker and better and easier. Sounds like a plan to me. Sam, we are out of time and I want to make sure that people uh, can get in contact with you in case they have questions, or maybe they want you to come out and talk to uh, you at a you know at a, at a community meeting. How can folks get in contact with you? Uh, well, you can shoot me an email anytime. Uh, my uh, email address is uh, sam dot h at roof dash tech t e c h dot us. Uh, my direct phone number is area code four one five. Seven five five. Almost forgot my phone number. Seven five 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 seven three six. That's awesome. And uh, you know, I will uh, I will talk about solar almost as long as I'll talk about rock and roll. So um, yeah, I, I welcome anybody to contact me anytime. I knew I liked you because I'm the same <laughs> way. So Sam, thank you so much for your time this morning, and I look forward to seeing you out in the community soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Beth. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's really interesting to get the perspective of something that you probably don't think about when you think, right? Most people think about solar panels, and there's a lot of things that go into your installation, and it's great to know that there are passionate, driven consummate professionals like Sam out there helping us make it easier, faster. Um, and I love, I love that sort of, 
insight that, you know, by using their technology that, you know, it actually cuts down on some permitting process in some places. So anyway, we really appreciate Sam's time, and I've enjoyed getting to know him better through the uh, Solarize process. We um, missed Don Moreland yesterday because I had a cold, so we are going to try to get him on because we want he is the administrator of Solarize Decatur Decab, and we definitely want to get his insight on this as we sort of explore options not options, but opinions on uh, Solarize programs. So thank you so much to our audience, and thank you so much for uh, continuing to support. Speaking of green, don't forget Southeast Green is available 24 hours, seven days a week on online, and you can go back and listen to old uh, past episodes of Speaking of Green, and then we've got like, I don't know, 16,000 pages of content to, to spend some time on. We are signing out with Jeff Hicks and the Heretics, Lisa Peach. <laughs>